Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I am your host today, Katie Priest, and I am here with Devin. Devin, please go ahead and tell us about who you are, what your business is, and what you do. Yeah, so... um, by tr- I'm a little bit of a whole bunch of things, but the primarily thing or primary thing I do is I'm with Miller IP Law. So we help startups. I founded Miller IP Law a couple of years ago. Prior to that, I'd worked for some um, larger law firms, top 100 ones across the nation. And then, but I really found that I like to do startups and small businesses, helping them to do patents and trademarks. So founded Miller IP Law a couple of years ago with that focus of helping startups and small businesses to protect their inventions with the patents and their brands with trademarks. Oh, okay. Wow. That's like really interesting. So what got you into um, really like starting this business, like being like, I really want to help small businesses with like patents and trademarks and all of that? Um, yeah, probably a couple different. One is just the, the what got me into wanting to start my own firm is probably half the question. And that one's probably as much as I, I'm a, probably an entrepreneur, entrepreneur at heart. So even at the end, so undergraduate, I did electrical engineering as well as Chinese. So I did a dual degree. Um, I got to the end and I, I, I kind of was at a crossroads. I didn't, I wanted, I enjoyed engineering, but I didn't want to be an engineer. Um, and so I kind of wanted, didn't know if I wanted to go with the more of the startup route and the business route and go do more of an MBA, master's of business administration, or go and do a law degree. So rather than choose one, I just went and did both. So I, I did both at the same time, went off to Cleveland, Ohio and uh, Case Western Reserve and did a JD MBA or both those degrees over a course of four years. And so at the end of that, I went and did or worked for some law firms. But at the same time, I'd also started a few of my own startups. And some of those have now grown into seven and eight figure businesses and continue to be actively involved with them. So I kind of, from the one sense, I've always liked doing startups and small businesses. So it got to the point that I just wanted to do my own firm. And then as far as uh, why focus specifically on startups and small businesses with the law firm, it was really with the idea that I liked, I've done startups and small businesses myself. And so I, I like that mentality or working with those type of people and those type of businesses. And I also felt that a lot of times that they were kind of underserved within the business community of, you know, a lot of times uh, most law firms are looking to help the big businesses they're looking to help the ones that have big or a lot of billing, a lot of money come through. And I get why they do that. But a lot of times the startups and small businesses are the ones that are kind of cast off or overlooked or kind of, if we have time, we'll help them out type of a thing. And there wasn't really a lot of law firms that were saying, let's focus on them and make sure that they're the ones that are innovating, creating new things. Why not help them? So that's kind of the genesis. Me liking to do startups and small businesses as well as wanting to help them out. Right. And I think that's really amazing, too, because I think like you can really focus on like the special needs that might come with a small business in terms of like law issues. Um, so that is like really cool. Um every business has like that moment, you know, or every entrepreneur too has like that moment where you're like, wow, I started this and now it's like really blossomed into this thing. So what has that moment been for you? 
Um, I don't know if there's just one thing as far as, you know, it's blossomed. It's been in and with most businesses, you know, as opposed to when you watch the movie or, you know, you read the book and you get the highlight reel, every business goes through its ups and downs. Every business, you know, you go, it's a lot more times a much slower growth rather than just a rocket ship taking off. And that's where it's been for me. So it's been gratifying is started out with myself and a paralegal now brought on some other additional staff where there's additional attorneys that work with me at the firm, bringing on some additional um, support staff. And it's just been kind of fun to watch that slow growth. And then a lot of it has been, for me, it's probably on the geekier side of, you know, watching, for instance, we did a new update on the, the website to make it clear and to help it convey information. We've automated or some of our systems to make it so we're quicker to respond and better to give updates. And this is a lot of those kind of I don't know there's just one thing, but it's a lot of those kind of slow growth things. It's fun to just see how things have evolved over the last couple of years. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so as you mentioned, there's ups and downs within a business. So we kind of did kind of talk about some of the ups. So has there been some hard moments or maybe some challenging moments in your business? And how did you overcome those? Yeah, I mean... Overall, business-wise, it's been it's been a fairly steady growth. Meaning, you know, and by all means, I get a lot of businesses, and I work with a lot of start small business. COVID has hit them hard. On on the flip side, we've actually had an uptick in our business with COVID, so we've actually been busier post COVID than pre COVID. Which I get. I don't want to. It's kind of weird to say that because I don't want to. You know, I get a lot of people are going through hard times, and by all means, I feel for them, and we have clients that we work with are going through that, and yet we've continued to grow and to do expand, but. One of the things that I don't know is the ups or downs are one that's taken harder, or at least as I've, I've gone through, is on the, the hiring side of finding the right people. That's always been one. You know, when I started out, I always thought that everybody would work as hard as I would and everybody would just be as dedicated to growing the firm and working hard. And some people are and other people are just there for a nine to five and a paycheck. And I get that that's what there it is. But it's a certainly when you're in a startup or a small business, you need people that are there that are excited, that want to grow, that want to be part of the, the company. And so that was one that it, as far as, you know, having to go through people and find what, we, what we're looking for in hiring and not hiring. And that that's probably been more of the ups and downs of bringing on some people that didn't necessarily fit the firm culture, having to spend that time to rehire and retrain and everything else has probably been kind of that a little bit of that up and down. We got into some of my other startups or small businesses. That would be a different story, which is it has been some more ups and downs. Wow. Um, yeah, I know starting being an entrepreneur, like having someone and hiring on a team and hoping that they're just as dedicated as you are, or at least somewhat as dedicated as you are, is sometimes hard to find. Um, in your business, have you had any like teachable moments where like maybe you went through something and experienced it? Maybe it was the hiring where you're like, wow, I'm really glad that I experienced that because now I've learned and now we can make like a better decision with our business. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to flip that question slightly in the sense that one that probably is a better lesson learned. So I, I did, and I mentioned when I did the, I did a JD MBA and I started a business while I was in MBA school, a startup that we, I originally entered in a competition with a few other people and ended up buying them out, but it was for a wearable hydration company. And at some point along the line, we had somebody that, filed what was a frivolous lawsuit against us. They just wanted to come in, wanted to make money off of us, wanted to or basically, you know, or get us to pay them off, so to speak. 
And so that was a hard time in the business as far as, and you think, oh, well, I'm a lawyer. Yes, I am a lawyer. But at the same time, it still expends a lot of time, money, resources, and effort of a business. Whether or not I can do a lot of the legal work myself or not still detracts a lot from the business. And that was probably about a year of my life that was just a, it was a terrible time. For, I mean, business continued on, but it was not a fun time for the business when you're having to deal with it. Rather than building the business, growing the business, focusing on the things that are fun and enjoyable, you're getting to deal with people that are just not fun to deal with and that are, are doing those lawsuits. And so the one thing that, you know, kind of the lesson I learned is you have to be prepared or you at least have, you know, sometimes with a startup and small business, you have to have almost that preparation for not everything's going to go well. And, and it's, I think it a lot of times defines whether or not you really have the startup mentality is not when things aren't going well, when you're having to dig in and, and work or work through things that aren't the fun part, that aren't the exciting part, whether or not that, that kind of is a definer. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that probably is the thing that came to mind when I did that as it was more of having to, on some of the startups we I worked with personally going through those type of experiences have been, the least fun. And just to put a bow on that, the ironic thing is, so we got through that year and we ended up acquiring the business that was doing the frivolous lawsuit. We acquired it for pennies on the dollar, folded it into our business and ended up increasing the value of the business and being a good thing. But for that year, it was not a fun time. So we did at the end, look for the opportunity, look for a better path forward and end up making it an advantage rather than a detractor. But it was having to work through that year time frame, which was not fun. Right. Yeah. I can't imagine what that would have been like. Um, as we've talked kind of about like past and, you know, previous instances of your business, um, let's like move into the most recent year. So, you know, last August, this August in that past year, and I know COVID obviously has hit and it's made 2020 a very interesting year. Is there anything you would have changed or redone or like was the growth or maybe any changes that you experienced in that time, like kind of worth it? Um, you know, there probably isn't a lot. So one thing that was nice is I already had a, for a lot of, for a large part, the firm already is already set up to work remotely work or, or deal with COVID. So we have almost everything that was electronically. We honestly work with people across the nation. So most of the time when I work with clients, it's not even at my office and they're usually located in a different state or halfway across the country. So in that part, it was nice that we had already not necessarily anticipating it but when it came along we we're doing it but the one thing that I, it wasn't that it was a change but we did look and see okay COVID was coming we wanted to help startups and small businesses so typically we run as a flat fee so just you know here's our cost when you want to get going you pay the bill we get a taking care of type of a thing when we saw COVID coming and some of the businesses were struggling and they still had a lot of patents and trademarks they wanted to work on but they couldn't necessarily afford it up front we did roll out what was a program for about three months during that time so from about March to June and then we uh, we wound down the program what was called the deferred payment program so we looked at that and said how can we help them so basically said hey if you want to get go started on this patent you want to get started on a trademark you can't pay for it now We'll, you won't have to pay anything. We'll get it going. If you decide to file, whether it's a patent or trademark, then at that point, that's when you pay. So if you don't have the funds, if you can't get going, we'll simply just, you won't have any obligation to us and no harm, no foul. And yet, if you want to, you don't want to waste that time while you're waiting for business to pick back up, we'll, we'll continue to do the work for you without having to have that upfront payment. So that was one of the things I, I wasn't necessarily that I would change anything, but it was kind of the program, I guess we were proud of that we were saying how, if we really are dedicated to helping startups and small businesses, what can we change with our model to help them out? Right. 
Yeah. I think that's like something that I think a lot of businesses have done. And I think it's amazing that you were able to pivot yours to kind of help your clients still. Um, now that we've kind of talked about like present day, like where do you see um, your law firm going in the next like three to five years? I have no idea. No, <laughs> three <laughs> to five years is a long time. So I'll go with, I'll, I'll try and project out as much. I mean, a lot of what we do is, so one thing that I found, you know, when you're working with companies or small businesses, you have to decide where you want your company to go. Meaning sometimes you want it to become the next huge company, the next big thing. And other times you'll have other people on the other end of the spectrum. That's kind of more of a lifestyle company. They're saying, I don't have to be rich or wealthy. I just wanted to, or I want to be able to live the lifestyle I want and have a business there to support or support me. And I'm probably somewhere in the middle in the sense, I don't need to be the big law firm. I don't have to be the world or the most name recognized or world renowned, but it'd be one where if we can grow to the size that we're able to help the clients we want to help focus on that. That's really it. So it's kind of looking at more probably strategic growth. And I look at it as not only bringing on people, but how we can, we focus a lot on how we can, whether it's automate the system, simplify the systems or otherwise streamline things. And that's a lot of where I'd rather focus the company on rather than just simply hire a whole bunch of people and have a big or big staff, but rather take the next, you know, few years and really say, okay, how can we make the business so that we streamline it so that we can make it as most efficient and as, as uh, easy to easy of a service as possible for everyone. So that's one of the things we're doing. We're also over the next few years have planned in as to how to or continue to help the niche or the small bit startups and small businesses that we look at. So one thing, you know, some things that we've started to look at is for instance, you know, typically almost all law firms with very rare exception are just simply a flat fee or a billable hour. So there isn't really any payment plans or is any way to spread out that cost. And for a lot of or companies, that's a big cost and it's hard to have that money all up front. So we're actually looking to how to be able to roll out payment plans so that people can have or be able to spread out that cost. Another thing that we're looking at to do is to do a DIY service. So for those that are saying, hey, we can't afford your services, but we still, something is better than nothing. We're still saying, okay, even if you can, we can't fully help you or you can't afford an attorney, how can we still service you? So we're really looking at a lot of, so a lot of the, the, trajectory over the three next three to five years is probably the systems and the programs we can roll out to continue to serve the company. And then as we need to bring people on to grow the company to meet those objectives, that's kind of what the plan is. Right. So in talking about three to five years, obviously 2021 is coming up in that time frame. What mm -hmm. goals are you trying to reach in 2021? And like, what does success look like in that year? Yeah. I mean, you could, I could give the platitudes. I mean, one thing is certainly we want to continue to bring on clientele. So I'd say almost every service company, you're going to say, you know, we want to have more clients. We want to have more revenue. And I think that, you know, that's probably almost a commonality across every company. If you're not continuing to figure out ways to grow and to or bring people on, your company is going to become irrelevant. So I think those are almost in my mind, a given that, hey, yes, we want to bring on new clients. We probably want to, you know, each year trying to double in revenue, double in clientele and continue to grow that way. Um, and then I said, I think that beyond that, as far as, you know, what is 2021, it's really let's now take a step back and see how we can adjust to the ongoing market. So we're, we also look at a lot of technology, how we can implement that. So I'd say the, the, 
Givens are probably to grow in uh, grow in uh, size and grow in uh, revenue about uh, double it over about every one to two years is our goal, and then bring on about or about that equal amount of staff to to cover that, and then beyond that as to how to then implement the technology to keep us at the forefront of the of the of the industry. Right. So um, as we're nearing the end of our interview, unfortunately, um, I have one last question for you. And in those goals that you've mentioned for the next year. Um, how can the leverage to scale community help you reach those goals? Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I mean, bring my clients my way. No, I mean, um, <laughs> if you have any clients, bring it my way. That's always an easy answer. Um, but beyond that, you know, as far as leveraging it, it's really, we, we're looking at ways that we can help the community. So I, I always look at it as, I guess I'd almost flip it, which is, you know, an ironic answer is let us know how we can help you. Because the way that I've always looked at business is we look at it. If we can help the startup and the small business community in general, we can help them to grow. If we're giving them, whether it's educational tools, we offer free strategy sessions where you can sit down and talk with us without any charge. And we're always looking really how we can give back. And as we give back naturally, then we tend to, you know, grow and we help the community and the community grows together. So, as, you know, maybe as ironic as it sounds, it's probably letting us know is on, at least from the legal side, the patent and trademark side, letting us know how we can best help you or serve you or what the deficiencies are, or what you're struggling with. And then that if you let us know, then that's probably the best way that you guys can help us because we're helping the community in general. So I don't know if that's a if that answers your question. Yes. And um, I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. It was wonderful talking to you about your business and um, hearing your story. And then hopefully we can watch you grow even further. Um, thank you again. Well, my pleasure. It was fun to come on. It was fun to talk about all the different aspects of business. much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.